No idea if this will work or not, but I'm going to try. I had not planned on shooting a devotional today. I don't have my microphone, so I don't know if the sound will work. I have improvised a stand for my camera in a little tree, and I have no idea if it'll hold up. But it's too beautiful here. Uh, and so I wanted to talk with you about beauty. And the word for today comes from a novel by Dostoevsky called The Idiot. And it was his attempt to portray something of the wonder and mystery and character and heart of Jesus. And so the title character is a figure of him, Prince Mishka, who is the great misfit, the great failure, comes in great frailty and weakness, and in the end dies a death that does not look particularly significant. And there's something underneath his story through the whole story about the power of love and the purity of love that has gripped people now for close to a couple hundred years. And there's a line in the story in particular that's very powerful that says, beauty will save the world. I'm in Colorado. I got to speak to a group that includes my good friend from Seminary Murray, and Howard and a church in Texas that for some reason came to Colorado to meet. And I didn't know if I'd get to do stuff like that again. And it makes me so grateful. And I'm in what I think are called the Sangria de Cristo Mountains. And that stands for the blood of Christ. And there's a stream of snow runoff that is rushing. I don't know if you can hear that. There is wind. I don't know if you can hear that. But it was such a holy place and such a holy moment. I was walking up this trail. There's nobody around um, for a long time since I've been up here listening to Mozart on my really cool Bose sunglasses and uh, soft enough so that I could hear the birds and hear the wind and hear the stream. And it was one of those moments when it is so terribly clear that whoever is behind beauty like this must be a magnificent being of unspeakable imagination and goodness. And I thought of a statement that Dallas Willard makes where he says, goodness, where he's talking about beauty, and he says, beauty is goodness made manifest to the senses. Beauty is not an accident, although it pops up in the strangest places. Beauty is not simply a matter of personal taste, although uh, God knows that that ranges widely enough amongst all of us. But there is something inside every one of us responds to beauty because God has placed beauty in his world. There is a uh, verse that I love in the book of Ecclesiastes. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And then it goes on, God has also set eternity in the hearts of men. There is great beauty 
in a little child in a tree. I don't know if you can see the plains behind me and snow-capped mountains beyond them. In creation, in snow, in water, in people. And it is God who is the author of beauty. I love in the New Testament when Peter and John are going into the temple and a man cries out for uh, healing. He is at what is called the beautiful gate. And the promise in Revelation at the very end includes that word as well, where it says, now the church, that's people like you and me, will appear like a bride in beauty, beautifully dressed, moral beauty. Beauty will save the world. And I don't understand all of what that means, but I know there is something inside each one of us that is deeply touched by beauty. And the reason for that is because God placed it there. And so somehow there is something in us that yearns for God. It's not just everything is beautiful in its time. It is that God makes everything beautiful in its time. And God came, and as much as he loves beauty and authored beauty, for a time divested himself of that beauty. Isaiah, in talking about the suffering servant, which the New Testament writers would come to identify with Jesus, said he had no beauty or majesty that we should be drawn to him. Nothing that was superficial, nothing that was cosmetic. And yet in the brutality and ugliness of his humiliation and death on the cross, we see beauty like the world has never known. Beauty will save the world. I remember many, many, many years ago when I was going to a little retreat that Dallas was uh, going to speak at. And it was at a retreat center, walking into the room, and he was looking out the window where there was a pond and there were ducks on the pond. Dallas, what are you thinking? He was thinking about what a gratuitous creature a duck was. There is no need for a duck. There is no reason for a duck. It is just the joyful generosity of God that would create something like that. Gratuitous, of course, is connected to that word gratia, to that word grace. He makes everything beautiful in its time. And yet, how often I don't see it. This is the time. And so for a few moments up here, it is clear to me that although I bring my whole life up here, including the pain of life, I bring it up here for a moment right now. It's just overwhelmed by beauty. And it will be redeemed. And that's the promise. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He will make you and me people beautiful one day. One day, the ugliest and most painful things now will somehow be redeemed. So today, so today, so today, find beauty. How often we walk blindly through days when the beauty of God, who's made everything beautiful in its time, in a blade of grass, in a note of music, in the face of a friend, in the joyful thought of the heart, in the taste of a piece of warm bread, it's available all the time. Today, don't miss it. Today, be awake to beauty. Take a moment to listen to something or look at something or taste something and be struck by it, even if it's terribly ordinary. The beauty of the ordinary is sometimes the most heart-piercing of all. And we thank you, our beautiful Savior, 
I was having a conversation yesterday before I came with a woman. Uh, she and her husband have going through unbelievable pain. I have such admiration for them both. And uh, there has been an internal pain that at times has made it seem like life is just not worth living. And yet somehow there is the courage to continue to go on. And I just had this sense talking with you, you know who you are. We are this real fragile, frail little community of the withered hand. And yet somehow there is a beauty in that. And there is a beauty in the way that as we talk to each other and pray with each other and learn from each other, uh, there's a strength in all of us together that none of us alone have. Beauty will save the world. That's the word for today. See you next time.